0: It's the NPR Politics Podcast, here with a quick take on a whirlwind 12 hours of news, starting Thursday night when a horrible attack in Nice, France, left more than 80 people dead. And anytime there's a tragedy of that scale, especially, you have to say it, in a Western country, it ripples around the world, which is apparently why Donald Trump said he would delay announcing his vice presidential pick, only to then announce it on time via Twitter And the VP is Indiana Governor Mike Pence. So we'll talk about all of this real quick. I'm Tamara Keith. I cover the White House and the campaign.
1: And I'm Domenico Montanaro, political editor.
0: And so let's start with France. There's a lone guy apparently in a rented truck, drives it through a crowd of people celebrating Bastille Day, French Independence Day, and at least 84 people are dead, two of them Americans. What else can we say, Domenico?
1: Well, it looks like the man who was driving the truck was a French citizen of Tunisian descent. The truck was filled with grenades and firearms and driving at a very high speed through this crowd of onlookers during Bastille Day, which is kind of like our July 4th. Uh, Right now, no group has claimed responsibility for the attack. No word yet of any accomplices, though President Obama called it an act of terror. And
0: this was a celebration. They had closed down a street and apparently this guy just drove down the street where all of these people were celebrating the holiday with music playing and fireworks. I want to play a clip here from a witness who spoke to NPR's Eleanor Beardsley. Eric Drittel, he's an American living in London. He and his wife are in Nice on vacation. You go from having an absolutely marvelous time to sheer terror in in the blink of an eye, literally. I mean, it was the spectacular fireworks show and then all of a sudden, this happens, and people are screaming. And my my wife's comment to me later about people diving off of the uh, of the promenade, she said it was like a zombie attack. And people were were literally diving for their lives.
1: It just sounds absolutely terrible. Yeah, the police apparently stopped this guy by shooting at the truck. Uh, Eleanor Beardsley in France. Also said that Nice, uh, a small, calm, lovely city right on the Mediterranean, really a resort town. Uh, a lot of people in Nice saw attacks in Paris before, but they never thought it could happen in such a like lovely, small place with palm trees in the background and a beautiful day.
0: Yeah. So quickly following the news and really before the scope of the attack was known, Donald Trump announced that he would postpone an event that had been scheduled for 11 a.m. this morning to announce his running mate. He went on Fox News last night and said this about Mike Pence. Mike has done a great job as governor of Indiana. You look at the numbers and it's been a great, you know, he's done really a fantastic job. So. You know, I have, but I haven't made a final, final decision. And then this morning, his campaign chairman Paul Manafort was also on Fox News, and he was asked why Mike Pence had flown to New York. Why did Mike uh, Pence fly to uh, the New York City area yesterday? I, I think that uh, Mr. Trump has, uh, has has reached a decision, but he hasn't isn't prepared to announce it yet. Until he announces it. Uh, there's no formal uh, formal no- nominee. I mean, the reality is we were going to have an event today. Uh, he was moved by what happened last night. It affected him and it, it and, and it emotionally. He, he the carnage in Paris and and the v- idea that this is just nonstop and it's, it seems to be happening quicker and quicker in more and more places was bothersome, and he thought it was totally inappropriate in the in the aftermath of that, that tragedy to do something even as important as what he was going to do this morning. But then so he, he, he actually just, uh, did it time. this morning. Just shy of 11 a.m., Donald Trump tweeted it out.
1: That's right. At around 11, he said, I'm pleased to announce that I have chosen Governor Mike Pence as my vice presidential running mate. News conference tomorrow at 11 a.m. So that's tomorrow, 11 a.m. Saturday. So basically, Trump announced that he'll announce it's Mike Pence. It's already done. We saw Mike Pence going into Trump Tower. He's going to meet with him. Guess he had to be checked out of his hotel by noon. Uh, so he's over at Trump. No, <laughs> well, I
0: mean, no, but actually, what he had to do by noon was yes. check out of his campaign for governor That's of Indiana. Right. He was running for reelection. Paperwork had to be filed today. So there really was a deadline. Like Donald Trump, right. if he was going to pick Mike Pence, couldn't really delay it any longer?
1: Probably Donald Trump would have wanted to just hold the whole thing and not have to tweet anything new. But he's stuck in this box because it was a hard deadline. You can't fudge when you can drop out or stay in a race. You can't run for both. He had to drop out of the race. This whole thing over the last 24 hours has been a complete mess. It has been
0: bonkers. (laughs) This, you know, typically for all of the suspense, a vice presidential rollout really is a rollout. It is stage managed. There's a, a text that goes to the supporters first, right. maybe. But, you know, reporters try to get ahead of it a little bit, but then it's confirmed by the campaign. And already there's a website up with the running mates and then there's a big event. And it's it's a very
1: it's orchestrated. It, it's an
0: orchestrated thing. Yeah. This was not
1: orchestrated. No, that was the thing. I mean, you know, they eventually put him up on the Donald Trump website with this kind of photoshopped image of the two of them together. It wasn't even the two of them actually there together. Uh, they came out with this logo that, you know, has been the butt of jokes from people who don't like Donald Trump all over Twitter all day today with a just Google T it. over or in a P.
0: But but that said, how are Republicans reacting to the news of Mike Pence? Who's who's this conservative former congressman, governor.
1: So it would have been a lot messier if he had picked a messy kind of candidate, somebody who was bombastic like a Chris Christie or Newt Gingrich. Mike Pence brings some sobriety. Uh, He's very low key. He has a different kind of temperament than Donald Trump. He's trusted by establishment figures and in particular by religious conservative figures within the party. Now, There's going to be a lot for Democrats to pick at. But heading into that Republican convention on Monday, Donald Trump really needed to make sure that the party was unified. And this does that at least for the base.
0: Well, so I saw a statement from Governor Nikki Haley of South Carolina. She a is, Trump opponent. She is not a fan of Donald Trump, but she proactively put out a statement saying, hey, that Mike Pence guy, I like him.
1: Yeah. No, a lot of the a lot of the people who have been governors who've served with with uh, Mike Pence, people who've served with him on Capitol Hill like him. They like his tone in particular, as opposed to Trump's where they think that he could say something at any time that could get the party in trouble as they're trying to expand the base. Now, again, I think that there's a lot on the issue positions that Mike Pence stands for that are going to fire up Democrats as well. Uh, But no one, again, is voting for the bottom of the ticket. But at least it helps Trump bring on some of the conservatives he needs.
0: And we should say that in the roundup that posted yesterday, uh, there's a lot more information about Mike Pence and some of his positions on issues like abortion and trade and and other things like that. So definitely go back and check that out, knowing now that he is Donald Trump's pick. So, you know, one thing that stood out to me about this whole delaying the announcement thing was in that Paul Manafort clip we played, he said that Donald Trump was affected by the emotion of it all. And I'm wondering... This sort of reminds me of 2008. John McCain reacted to the financial crisis that was sort of happening all around the campaign. And and he at one point said he was going to step away from the campaign trail that ultimately ended up being perceived as a bad choice uh, politically. Do do you think that this has echoes of that? Like there was just like this Oh, gosh, let's do this thing.
1: Well, you know, I think Trump actually thought about it. He thought it maybe wasn't appropriate to do something that didn't seem to be on the level of such a massive news event and attack where, you know, uh, scores of people were killed. It struck me just uh, as an aside on Nice because I spent July 4th on the beach with my family watching fireworks at night with my two kids and my wife. And I'm thinking... God, this is so similar. And you hear about children who are killed. Uh, So you can understand why Donald Trump had a pause and said, you know, maybe this isn't the most appropriate thing to do the next day. I do understand the point, though, of Donald Trump's, uh, you know, delaying and comparing it to something like the John McCain step aside because McCain didn't know exactly what to do either in the financial meltdown uh, and was trying to figure out what to do. It eventually became a big problem for him if he didn't show up to that debate in Oxford, Mississippi. I remember sitting on a curb inside the sort of bubble zone there waiting, checking my BlackBerry at the time and like wondering, is he going to show up? What's going to happen? It was like hours before the debate eventually. He did. I have a cynical question. I just want to throw it out there. Does this have to do with Tim
0: Tebow? No. <laughs> but we'll get there. Is there any chance that he delayed it because he didn't want to compete with wall to wall news coverage of an attack?
1: Wow, that is very cynical. I mean, I don't know. I can't, I don't know what's in the mind of, uh, of Donald Trump. I think that he. You know, again, I think that he just saw the gravity of the event, tweeted something uh, to say, you know, that we should put a pause on it because he's made terror attacks and strength in the United States one of the principal issues that he's run on.
0: So, Domenico, how has the Clinton campaign responded to this news? I know that they responded very quickly.
1: Well, as— Compared to the Trump campaign as opposed to the Trump campaign where they didn't have a lot of orchestrated rollout of Mike Pence, the Clinton campaign had a very orchestrated rollout against Mike Pence. They sent a text alert telling people that Mike Pence was the pick and then reply to find out everything they needed to know about him. They called Pence the most extreme VP pick in a generation, which might be a bit of a stretch. But so already giving their folks ammunition and talking points in a very orchestrated, calculated way.
0: Yeah, I have to say I was with the Clinton campaign yesterday as as she was campaigning uh, with um, Tim Kaine, Senator Tim Kaine. And we kept asking campaign officials, hey, are you going to have a response to this Pence thing? And they were like, oh, yeah, we've, we've got it ready to go. We're just waiting for it to be official.
1: Yeah, well, that's part of what staff gets you. You know, the Trump campaign doesn't have as many uh, staff members as the Clinton campaign does. That's part of what money and staffing and organization gets you. Now, does political gravity set in? I think it probably does, and they're going to need to ramp up post-convention, but we'll see what happens.
0: And the Clinton campaign has a lot to like in Mike Pence in that he is very conservative. He mm-hmm. has conservative positions. He also has quite a few positions that contradict positions Trump has taken in the primary. And so there there is lots of fodder for, for the opposition.
1: Yeah. I mean, one big area where they differ is on Medicaid expansion, for example. Uh, Pence expanded Medicaid as governor under Obamacare. And Donald Trump has said he wants to repeal Obamacare, which could put Pence in the weird position of backing a candidate and a policy that would actually roll back one of his own policies.
0: So Trump, as we said, tweeted that there will be an event tomorrow, Saturday, with Mike Pence to more formally announce The pick other than Twitter. Uh, But this will be our last episode talking about it. Our next episode will be Tuesday morning. It will be a wrap of day one of the GOP convention in Cleveland, Ohio. And by then, all this buzz will seem pretty far away.
1: Right. And just a final note here in yesterday's episode, we said that former NFL quarterback Tim Tebow would be speaking at the convention. Turns out that's not true. I know you're a
0: big (laughs) Tebow fan. Well,
1: you know, whatever. The New York Times, the CNN, Other people had reported that the Trump campaign had confirmed his appearance. And then Tebow last night said he won't be there, took to Instagram, Instagram video, uh, much to the disappointment of uh, no idea exactly who. Maybe some Christian conservatives. uh, You know, he's very popular with them. uh, But, you know, for the the amount of time and attention that Tim Tebow has gotten, you know, for even this, it's just it, it doesn't make a ton of sense.
0: Okay, that's it for us. Next episode, first thing Tuesday morning. Also, tickets to our live show in Chicago on August 19th are on sale now at nprpolitics.eventbrite.com. We gave you a different link yesterday, but use this one, nprpolitics.eventbrite.com. We'll be tweeting it out today. Check us there, too. Uh, you can always talk to us on Twitter or the NPR Politics Facebook page and hear more of our coverage this weekend on your local public radio station. I'm Tamara Keith, I cover the White House and the campaign.
1: I'm Domenico Montanaro, political editor.
0: Thanks for listening to the NPR Politics Podcast.